I swear. Wrestling Podcast. <coughs> Hello, I'm keeping that coffee. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome once again to the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. I feel like I'm lacking some bounce in my voice. Sore throat? No. Under just, the weather? I feel, maybe I've got the sniffles. I did sneeze moments ago. Okay. Um, and you can feel it. Can you sense a bass in my voice? Not really. No? You sound the same. Okay. Let's just be in my head then. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're back. The A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Um, yeah. What's happening? Uh, got a new card today. Oh yeah? Yep. Traded in my other one. So Have we got good levels? I don't know if I can hear myself through the microphone quickly. You're all right, mate. Don't worry. Okay, well, I can hear you perfectly. Uh, yeah, ordered, well, I say ordered. It's not a brand new car, a second-hand car. <laughs> Made that mistake before. Not a brand new car? That doesn't sound very much like you, does it? No, well, I tend to get trapped in these... Um, I can't Scams. Well, it's not a scam. So it's like you pay so much a month, and then... Which is a very it's good like deal. Lease, right? You never really own the car. But you can own the car at the end, but you pay them like 10 grand. And you don't really look after your cars, do you? No, but then I kind of always think, oh, that's four, four years away. I've got a car up with ten grand. I'll probably be dead by then. Like, what's the? Do you know what I mean? Like, I won't. I worry about that in four years' time. And here so we are, all these years later. Yeah, here still I am, four years still later, kicking thinking, on. Yeah, and I am eight and a half thousand pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, uh, what other what other options have I got? So yeah, a balloon payment at the end they call it. So anyway, I've traded it in. Got a bloody good price for the car, considering what I yeah. thought it would be worth. It's got a few knocks and it's done a, <laughs> yeah. a hell. Of, so you're supposed to on these deal, uh, these uh, agreements, ten thousand miles a year. I've done about twenty-one thousand miles. That's a, year. a lot, considering you don't often drive, do you? Not that? anymore. No, but imagine uh, if I did. I know. Yeah. 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 I, I guess part of it was your your wife exiling you out of Portsmouth. That's yeah, that's, that's true. I've got did some Yeah, that's driving. true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so. for anyone in Portsmouth that knows the Eastern Road, you don't think how long it is. That's three miles each way. Is it really? Yeah, from Eastern Road to our wrestling school, it's just over, uh, just maybe two point nine miles. Wow, I didn't even know that. You wouldn't think, would no. you? No, yeah, yeah, no. But yeah. and like, but sometimes it feels like it when it's uh, when it's busy when you've got the old traffic, like the old. Uh, yeah, I always remember coming back from Selsey. It's, it's better now. It's an hour earlier. Um, oh, of course, yeah. But like, uh, we used to come back bang on rush hour. And I just remember, if you didn't take that little rat run down by goals, right. you'd be uh, <laughs> yeah. you'd be sat there. For still a long sat while. there now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a there's a little bit of advice for anyone travelling into the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. See loads of traffic. Yep. See goals. Turn right T- before goals. Before goals. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my probably biggest news of the week. New car. But I'm getting it Monday. New car. New year. New car. New yep. you. New job. Yeah? Do you want to tell us about that? No, I'll tell you later. Oh, I can't wait for you to share in your good news. Yep, how about, how about you anyway? You okay? Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just, uh, you know, hanging on in there. Yeah. Um, what have I been up to? Uh, wrestling show on Friday in Guildford. Yes. That was, uh, that was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. G-Live New Year's Resolution. Mm-hmm. It's going up on com. It'll probably be up in the morning. Um Okay. So by the time you listen to this podcast, when you finished, go to. I'm going to sneeze. I'm, I t- I'm, I'm under the weather. Oh, you really? I'm going to yeah. maybe roll back because I was be a right. bit under it last week. But I'm actually all right now. Um, I think I'll pull through. Am I going to be all right? Yeah, I'm going to be all right. You'll be fine. Um, horrible feeling that when you think <coughs> you're going to sneeze and then you don't. You get that horrible. I don't know. I was, 
I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean? Like you get a, yeah. you kind of go, huh, huh. well, I feel like I've got an itch up my nose right now. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to let it go. Um, but I think my initial resistance has caused it to get stuck in, the, in the pipe somewhere. So, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is awkward, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, I will soldier on the you best will. I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so enjoyed New Year's resolution at Guildford. That was, a, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. I thought, uh, um, there were some excellent matches, fantastic matches, fantastic night of wrestling. Um, yeah. Nice Joe else enjoyed it? Who? Girl from my tutor group. That's a small world, isn't it? Do you want yeah. to make sure we uh, discuss that? Okay, so I... I <laughs> wonder if she's listening. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, she might do. Um, so I've... I proudly never, ever, until recently... I'll tell you what, till, um it was up, we were on TV. I never, ever once vanity searched myself on Twitter. You say like proudly, but do you think that's just because you were too scared yeah, to find out yeah, the yeah, exactly. things that people write about? Because right. I vanity search myself, and I often vanity search you as well. But you, cool. but to be fair, <laughs> I've actually gone through it. I actually once, once. Uh, no, so excuse me, that's not true. I think the first time I remember doing it, maybe I have done it before, but the first time I remember doing it was when I did that commentary thing with Impact. Yeah, because I was like, oh, let's see what you know, because there's people throughout the world on Twitch are going to watch that. Let's see what people are saying. So to be fair, there wasn't really a lot about it at all, which we always say at training. If you haven't got a lot to say, it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. Okay. Or no one watched it. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I kind of went through, and I actually went all the way down to like 2013, I think, when I really started doing doing your shows often. Or you started running more shows. Actually, I've always done your shows. Um, and uh, you, you know, were kind of inconsistent in your. Uh, it was brutal, weren't you, for, at first? I don't know. Uh, it was brutal to start with, but again, it wasn't a lot. But uh, my point is, I actually searched RevPro because I'm kind of wondering because I'm I'm not from Guildford at all, but like it's kind of probably what I I grew up in a place halfway between Portsmouth and Guildford. So whenever we we and my school friends would be like, oh, where should we go this weekend? Should we go bowling in Laser Quest in Guildford or should we go bowling in Portsmouth? Do you know what I mean? Like, so in literally, there's nothing to do in your town at all. There's only a little village. So yeah. someone no. um, someone jumped in front of a train. Yes, the other day. that happens a lot. Well, not a lot on this, but... <laughs> it doesn't yeah. surprise me. My mum, <laughs> mum, this happened to my mum. She was crossing... Uh, so so the, your sh- the shop is not far from her. No, no. The, so the, you could the suicide points, right? Right. So there's a man who I I don't know his name, but I, rem- I think I remember the man, the specific man. Anyway, um, my mum remembers crossing the... the pla- not the platform, like the... You know where the gates come yep. down? Yeah. And this man waved and smiled because he was a customer in the shop. And then say, 10 minutes later, someone's jumped in front of a train. And my mum remembers, he ga- she says this, he gave me the most wonderful smile, the most wonderful wave. Wow. And 10 minutes later, he jumped in front of a train. At least, list train station. Yeah. Do you think that's because uh, he was just happy that it was over? Do you know what I mean? Like, So it's like almost like you've reached a that relief, acceptance. maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, how did we get on to that? Um, well, we were oh, speaking about that's there's it. nothing so to do in lists, and then right. I just said when I was travelling to London the other day, there was major delays because someone had jumped in front of a train in, in lists, and, like, yeah. and it just kind of I don't know why I was just like I bet people do that in lists all the time. Yeah, obviously it's just a small. Yeah. I know at least a few more examples of people have done it. Uh, so so I I just searched Repro just to see if there's anyone I knew or anything, and then lo and behold, uh, I saw a tweet from someone else saying I took and this particular person on Twitter. Um, and I was like, I know that girl. And it's someone I've not spoke to in nearly 18 years, but she's in my tutor group at school. And she was at the show. And she loved it. That's it. First, I think she said it was the first taste of her live indie wrestling. Like she's just, She works for a computer game company. Um, and uh, so she's worked with like WWE on the 2K games and stuff like that. But this was her first indie wrestling. And she loved it. Thoroughly loved it. Well, that's good to hear. Um, yeah. And 
and that's what I I enjoyed I think the most about Guildford show like was uh, that we were able to I think it was about 50% new audience um, in terms of you know from regulars and, and new audience um, so I, it was great to be able to introduce new wrestling fans new or new new people to, yeah. to and turn them into wrestling fans and also um, like Guildford's not that far from obviously London so if those you know if those those new audience from Guildford are like oh yeah, we could go see this again to London very easily yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully that that kind of uh, it has that kind of knock on effect but uh, yeah I, I love the venue I love the show um, so yeah I generally hope we can build on that and turn it into I don't think it's going to be a venue that we go to you know every every month or every other month but you know maybe an annual event yeah. in Guildford um, and uh, and try and build it up like that but um, I think given a bit more uh, a bit more lead time um, I think that you know it can you know that I think we'll, we'll be able to fill that up um so yeah i was i was happy with it good and, uh, i was happy with the overall you know the overall turnout presentation etc and obviously the first time you run a venue it's always uh you never really know what to expect but obviously now we know what to expect so we can improve on it next time around but i think that's always one of the the challenges of, of promoting shows and of course uh um i guess one of the challenges that i'll be facing in 2019 as we run a lot of new venues just kind of putting our foot in the water to see how they how they go um and obviously anything which goes well we're we're kind of returned back to um so in a couple of weeks time we're in bristol for example and that seems to be going well so it looks like that could become a, a regular know, a regular but i don't want to you know i don't want to tempt fate or anything because obviously we've not we've not got there yet and we don't know how it's going to go on the day i know that what i said to, what i kept saying to the people in guildford was like as long as we've got the ring up we're good yeah you know, don't worry the, you know the guys will do the will do the rest um and uh and yeah and that was true sure. so um so yeah so as long as we get there we get the ring up we'll be all good um so yeah that's a exciting time but it's always exciting bringing new fans into wrestling i want to that's that's what i want to do you know i want to create new fans and especially fans it's great to convert people who like wwe into rest into independent wrestling fans but i also really enjoy converting people who've got no interest in wrestling at all into regular wrestling fans um, and I think that's something what our product enables us to do which perhaps a WWE product doesn't you know because it's uh, it's uh, just a presentation of it is presented in a way that and, and again like I say my shows all came about through wanting to go to good wrestling shows as a kid and being able to take my my mates to those shows without them being nasty about it you know <laughs> yeah. so i guess that's kind of the, that's kind of the the frame of mind i always take when i'm putting together my shows and the style of my shows etc um so obviously it appeals to my tastes um i try to appeal to as broad a taste as possible i, I completely understand it's not everyone's cup of tea but um but yeah I, I want to be able to take people who are just like oh let's go and laugh at the wrestling you know that's what they you know that might be the yeah. mentality of of going to see well, it nothing annoys me more is when you say to someone Oh, did you enjoy the wrestling? Oh, it was so funny. Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't really supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's uh, obviously that's not what we that's not what we go for for sure, and that's not um, the way uh, our shows are presented. And I don't think people walk away from my shows saying that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, but yeah, that's it, that's it, isn't it? You know, the people yeah. who just want to go and have a laugh at it. But <laughs> I like the challenge of people who want people who go there for that to rip the piss out of it, and then they walk away being like. That was amazing. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that that happens nine times out of ten. And like, it's very hard as well to do that because, you know, I've always said before, um, 
you can go if you go into something with a closed mind, you're not going to enjoy it. But if you go into something with an open mind, if you go into a wrestling show with an open mind, I guarantee you will enjoy it. Yes. Um, but I like that we've been able to, you know, convert so many people, and I hope we can keep doing that. And I think that it's one person at a time. It's not, you know, what I mean. It's not like a. It's not we're getting like we're getting thousands and thousands of people through the doors, but like I, I genuinely believe you convert one person at a time. They tell someone else. They tell two more people, and and that's how things grow. It's a to me, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But, yes. Um, you know, and, and I think that's a, one of the most exciting things about 2019. Everyone's like looking at all the changes happening on the, you know, on the scene. Like, how's this going to affect this? How's this going to affect that? I don't really care. I just want to continue to grow and continue to worry about what you're doing. Yeah, and then spread yeah. and spread the word of wrestling and create more wrestling fans in more environments. So, um, and anyone who wants to support us in doing that is greatly appreciated because, yeah, I d- I don't know. I just want to leave a, you know, a little footprint. In the world, um, you're not going anywhere yet, are you? I hope not. No, it, it sounds like I'm. It sounds like I'm thinking about going down to Liz train station. <laughs> yeah, I'm it does not, a bit. I'm definitely yeah. not. Um, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I think, I think more and more about legacy all the time, though. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe it's just getting a bit older. But like I always like, you know, I want to, like I say, leave that footprint behind and and kind of uh, and have really created something rather than. I don't know. I want to make a difference, you know. Um, like Fatu. Like, so yeah, just yeah. like Fatu. But some people, some people, um, yeah, th- I don't know. Some people want to be famous, whatever. But I just want to make a difference. I want to kind of, you know, positively impact people, positively impact the the British wrestling and independent wrestling scene, and and prove that, you know, we don't need a a big machine behind us to to be able to grow this. And I look just so I I don't know. Like and it's over. I just look at, for example, football. I look at all the time, and the thousands and thousands of people that go to football matches on the same, like, do you know what I mean, like same day, yeah, same time. And I'm just like, well, if we can just get a small percentage of that, yeah, one percent of that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a crossover into wrestling. Like yeah. even non-league teams or lower league teams, they draw right. big houses. As I've said time and time again, but you know, there's definitely, I don't know, I, th- I think like. We need to be concentrating on the, the wider spectrum, which is a lot harder, obviously. Um, trying to work out ways to get that for people who have no interest in wrestling in. Once we get them through the door, I think, like I say, again, the wrestling can do its talking. They'll stay, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's getting them through the doors. So that's what I say. Spread the word. Yep. See what happens. Retweet, share. You can do your bit. Like our podcast. Like, rate, review, retweet, yeah. share, so like it. So I said before we started, we should write down a few things we should do. So I listened to Zack Ryder's podcast, the Wrestling Figure podcast. I and keep telling you to stop plugging other people's podcasts <laughs> in our podcast. People only have so many listening hours. Yeah, but they don't mind. But there's, it's a great podcast. And they talk. They say, it's kind of like they've actually done some real research into how to get, how to get your podcast over. And they would say how important iTunes reviews are. And we've had all right numbers, but like... If you listen to this on our iTunes or any any way that you can just leave a review, whether you listen to it on Podbean or whatever, please, please do, because, you know, we're trying to grow this. iTunes reviews are the most important, I think, aren't they? Uh, okay, but if you don't listen to it through iTunes, yeah, just just drop a review anywhere. Even a tweet would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, but Let iTunes would be great. Cool. All right, so um, let's play... Uh, Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. <sighs> We could get that in the iTunes chart. We could, yeah. 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 We should have more jingles. Um, Anyone who might like to make one, let us know. 
<laughs> like a new show open. Yeah. Or just put the word wrestling in it, I think. <laughs> I could probably just do that. I don't know if I quite like the fact that you don't have it. If we've had it for <laughs> a year, and it's not the right. It's not right. I don't know. Um, but that's our fault because we changed up the name. We changed it. We yeah. changed up the name. But then it's also everyone else's fault because we were asking for a good few weeks for someone to give us a, a start jingle for our podcast. Yes. And only one person in the existence of the podcast. Yep. Out of all the thousands of listeners as well, because we had thousands and thousands of listeners across the, mm-hmm. you know, the, across the episode. I'm not su- suggesting we have like a million listeners per episode, but we have a lot, many, many thousands across all the episodes combined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it depends which way you want to twist and bend the stats. But right. not one person, other than Tony who sent that original jingle, <laughs> has bothered to send us another Maybe jingle. we need to be hitting like more technologically advanced kids. Advanced people, yeah. 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 Um, Right, so we've we've done we've done so our we've own jingle tech forums. Yeah, we're still making do. Um, so this week's uh, this week's question uh, is your favourite old school territory. Okay, so the first thing that pops in my mind is just the WWF, and I know you could argue that it's a territory or not, but that's what I grew up. But the world is not a territory, or maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the universe. I. What's I your territory, mate? The universe. <laughs> what the WWE universe? <laughs> yeah. I became very fascinated with world class championship same. wrestling. Yeah. So in 2008, this I believe it started like this. In 2008, ASDA was selling off like a load of DVDs, but they weren't like WWE DVDs. They're like independent DVDs, but like independent. So there was like a DVD about Omega, there, which is a Hardy Boys thing, and then not Kenny. No. <laughs> And then there was like, I don't know, say a backyard wrestling, maybe. I can't remember the other ones. But anyway, the two I remember were the Hardy Boys one and the World Class. Uh, the he- Heroes of World Class, I think yeah. it was called. Um, and I watched that and I just became incredibly fascinated with the Von Erich story. Um, so, although I'm I'm not going to pretend I've, I've watched loads of it, but I've watched that DVD 50 times. I watched the WWE, WWE. Yeah, I so watched the WWE one 50 times. The WWE one's good, but it's not as good as... Uh the independently produced one, but they're both very, very good. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just like cleaner footage in the WWE yeah. one, isn't it? But it's still, and it's their story. It's not as dirty, like the story's not as dirty, is it? No. The story's a lot, no. a lot cleaner. So, um, uh, so yeah, but like um, the, uh, the WWE uh, version, oh, version, yeah. Yeah, they don't tell like the, um, so you have like some, they don't tell about the drugs and the... No, they do talk do about they? drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the people of Skander Akbar goes, he says something along the lines of like, and then in the 80s, something came, a dark cloud came over world class. D-R-U-G-S, drugs. Like <laughs> oh, okay. Something like that. I don't <laughs> yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen it that many times. Like, um, And obviously, I do have a an on-again, on off-again Twitter relationship with Kevin Von Erich. Um, where you every every couple of years you <laughs> tried to send him <laughs> he a sent me a message last time <laughs> oh yeah yeah you, you, you tried to send send him my Texas tornado uh, <laughs> portrait that I have in my conservatory you send it to him and try and palm it off as your <laughs> own it's like, we never talked about that that, that yeah, gallery we have have yeah. we okay yeah, we were very lucky. Though. How funny was that? Like, yeah. oh, the wrestling gallery. I thought I'll be in Manchester, Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> on yeah. doorstep. And, it, and at the time, yeah. I literally lived across the road. Yeah, from yeah it, that's right. I? Lived in Gunworth. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a day out that was. That was it was good though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. It was nice. That's half of my office, that picture match, I mean. It wasn't worth travelling for. Like if you lived in London, imagine going all the way from London yeah, to yeah. look at That's a true. few pictures that you can just look at. But I don't know, because I don't 
again. We're I'm, not all yeah, exactly, fans, are we? Right? we we're I'm wrestling like, fans. Because so. I'm like, nowadays, like, cause do, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can look at art. Like, so if it's a painting, you can look at a picture of the painting on the internet. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. But people like to get up close and see the real thing. But mm-hmm. I guess it's maybe for arts people, no different than if you watch a wrestling, wrestling show. Maybe, yeah. It's better to watch it live than it is to watch it on DVD. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe. You know what? Yeah. Like I don't see people in the arts galleries going, "This is awesome," and you buzzing off the energy but from that. But they do. I bet they. But that's not what they thrive off. They thrive off. Do you I'd assume anyway. They thrive off just uh, enjoying looking. at Yeah. Maybe the discussion surrounding it. Yeah. And maybe. A, a, it's a, much like a museum. And maybe guess, a big. Maybe a big part of it's a day out as well. Yeah. You know, because like obviously a big part about wrestling shows is always, you know, the social aspect of it, and yeah. you know, being ha- you know going to different parts of the country and. But when you go to regular venues, you have your, like, do you know what I mean? You have your little cafe. Like, where every time we go to your call, we've got that little cafe across the road we go yeah. to. Um, yeah. I don't dare I say, if that was in London, being from Portsmouth, and someone said, oh, there's a wrestling gallery in London, I probably would have gone. And then you probably would have regretted it after. No, I don't, I don't know. Really? I don't know. Maybe if I travelled to Manchester for it, that's another thing. But, yeah. like, gone to London, probably would have gone, I probably would have gone with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, we probably have had a good laugh. Yeah. So, no, yeah, yeah, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, but the fact it was on our on our doorstep, we take it for granted. Yeah. Didn't it? Like, <laughs> oh, that was oh, that was all right, I guess. <laughs> like, well, actually, yeah. we should be really bloody grateful it was there. Well, we were really grateful, and we we showed we were grateful by putting our hands in our pockets. Yeah, and I each buying a I spent ninety quid on that. It was massive. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, that was that was a good day. So yeah. anyway, so anyway, so world class, but world I don't class. really know a lot about it. Um. Can I just say, like, so my, I think mine was Crockett Promotions, I'm going to say. Jim? Jim, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but, like, so the, in, the in, initial incarnation of uh, WCW, right? And uh, and I just liked it because I don't even know why, right? Because, obviously, I've always been a WWF fan, mm-hmm. right? But I was always, always drawn to, like, NWA, WCW, Crockett. And it's almost like... Even as a youngster, like it was, it was almost more legitimate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like re- more, more real. Yeah, so yeah. I guess it was wrestling, as they liked to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't wrestling. Sure. Um, or sports entertainment. Or sports entertainment. Yes. Um, but it was like I mean, it had sports entertainment, but it was just more legitimately presented. I think, and I think in many ways. So aside from. So, obviously, for nostalgia purposes, old-school WWF is wonderful. So, we can watch it and be like, oh, Doink the Clown, Papa Shango, um, The Warlord, Berserker, Barbarian, whatever. For nostalgia purposes, and you see Superstars, I think, is coming to the WWE Network. No way. Week, yeah, but from 1992 onwards. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. But 91 oh. was a... But, like... Well, okay, and, okay, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I no way. It, and I believe it's something because of... Uh, it used to be called Superstars of Wrestling, right? And I believe there's an issue with the copyright of Superstars of Wrestling. Oh, okay. I think they're probably talking about the Superstars of Wrestling tour that tore through England in 2008, nine with Al Snow beat. Oh, know, of like, course. I need to yeah, talk to you. Be, and yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, that yeah, they're like, oh, we probably shouldn't talk to him because we've... You know, we've... Uh, yeah. You know, we, we've... We've... Uh, we've burnt our bridge with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We put our flags down in the sand. <laughs> um, so, um, so yes. Yeah, so apparently, if if the rumours and you in innuendo on the internet are to be believed, Superstars is coming to a network. So, um, okay. So the That's point great. I was making was, I believe. So for us people who lived through it, um, for nostalgia purposes, it's wonderful and it's very easy to watch TV, right? 
So, but I, it doesn't hold up. Do you know what I mean? Like seeing a seeing a barbarian running around doesn't hold up. The so same compared way to as, what though? To, to compared to like compared to the, Baron Corbin so, running. Around. No, so with, no, so obviously it's a million times better than Baron Corbin running around. <laughs> Much but, respect to Baron Corbin. Yeah, but. The point I'm making. So I don't even know what you'll make of that. In like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So and the crazy thing is, I remember in like maybe late two, like late early two thousands, late early two thousand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Two thousand eight, nine, ten. Okay. I remember watching WWF and or WWE and being like, oh, this is rubbish compared to what it was a few years ago. Like, how's right. that going to hold up? But if mm. you watch that now, yeah, it was like amazing compared to. Sure. But anyway. Um, same goes for the invasion angle, incidentally. Yeah, right. Oh, this invasion angle is rubbish. But, but you look back and just look at the star power that was involved in it. And, and it was like, great. And the like, reactions. But I just think, like, because when we lived through it, we we saw it in context. Yeah. Right? So without context, it's great. But, like, in context, oh, there's no Nash, Hall, Hogan, Goldberg, right. Sting, Lex Luger. Do you know what I mean? There's so many names missing from it. Buff Bagwell. Um, well, he was there for a day, wasn't he? Yeah. But like, uh, but many people, if you look back at it now, like, and you see all those reactions and whatever, but those reactions were the norm for those times, do you know what I mean? And you see all those reactions and you're like, um, oh, that was amazing. But, think how big it could have been. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think that people now who never lived through it and go back and watch it will be like, oh my God, wrestling was so cool in those days. But I think, they obviously don't have that benefit of, of, of the context of the, t- of the time and, and what it could have generated and who knows where that could have spun out from. Um, but what I'm saying is, back to my original point, is like, I, you know, I can watch like, you know, old Crockett and NWA and whatever. And that, I think, w- that holds up a lot better than... Uh, now I'm saying it, I'm, I'm doubting myself because, like, I, like, you know, I enjoy, as a wrestling fan... I enjoy watching the old, you know, the old squash matches. World Championship yeah, yeah. Wrestling was yes. a TV show. Watching yeah. the old squash matches, watching the interviews. Like, nothing beats those interview segments. I used to always, I'd so, in like, I know, again, the early 2000s, mid 2000s, they started replaying WCW Oz on, on a WWF Classics on yeah, Sky Sports. Uh, yeah. But I, I always thought the WCW squash matches were boring in comparison to the WWF squash match. Although they're probably the same thing, the difference was you had The Undertaker, you had Kamala squashing people compared to like, and and I have all the respect as an adult, as a worker, do you know what I mean? Like for Bobby Eaton, but like watching Bobby Eaton squash someone wasn't as entertaining as The Undertaker squashing someone. Yeah. I guess that's just our... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, but I, yeah, I enjoyed... I don't know, I just enjoy. I don't know why. Right. I just always enjoyed it. Some presentation. Okay. And, I like the ring, cu- the colour of the ring. <laughs> I, bet, I bet I know your fondest memory. You don't even know it. Go on. Gary Michael Capetta. Oh, he was wonderful, yeah. 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 The Z-Man. Like, yeah. that is... When I think of WCW, that's the first thing I think of. This is, is Sting? This is uh, Flying Brian. Yeah. Y- yeah. All those things, yeah. Yeah, fantastic ring announcer. Yeah. Very fond memories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our thirty-week wrestling challenge. There you go. You'll be back next week with another. Yeah, we won't reveal what, but this week we are going to probably do a marathon episode. We're already on twenty-seven minutes in. <laughs> oh, really? so like a That's right. Yeah. I've, I've got leave here for another two hours. So you we could go and get that ring, and that could happen. No, oh, I'll do it tomorrow because we'd have to take down the ring. That's the spirit. 
<laughs> no, but it, but it is, isn't it? It's taking down the other ring before we put the other ring up. But we are going to do the one you've all been waiting for. And we're completely doing this off the cuff. We haven't even really looked through it. Well, I've not really ever properly looked through it. My scrapbook. And it's let's just put this again into context. It's Andy's scrapbook, but it's not... It's not like Andy's just been this wonderful wrestling fan who's put his own uh, articles in a scrapbook. It's uh, He's purchased a scrapbook. I bought a scrapbook. So I remember seeing it on eBay initially, and I want to say it was 50 quid. So I'd like to say something as well. So like, so all, anyone who's... I don't really know if anyone does this these days, but I used to collect... I used to make scrapbook books, and uh, many times you'd think, like, is this a waste of time? But quite clearly not. No, this is, this is I think, this is history. And this has gone for money, this has. Well, it, I said, when I first saw it, it was 50 quid, and I was still very tempted out by 50 quid. I left it a week, I watched it, and then the week later it was like 25, 20 quid, and I was like, I've got to get it now. That's yeah. definitely worth 25 pound of my money. Um, so I'm just having a quick scan through. This is kind of cheating doing that. Well, no, no, but I kind of feel, obviously, you know, we don't really want to, we don't really want well, to talk I about... I'm, I think I'm going to be good at this, but do you know why I think I'm going to be good at going through this? Go on. Right. Do you ever used to watch Big Breakfast? Uh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Johnny Vaughan. And yeah. yeah. Do you know what my favourite bit was of Big Breakfast? Pun of the week. No. Okay, go on. Going through the newspaper every day. Oh, right, okay. They'd pick out the top stories and go through the newspaper and they'd read a little bit of the article and then they'd yep. add some comments on it. Um, so I think I'm going to be good at this. So you okay. might as well hand the scrapbook over, if anything. Well, I, you know, I don't think, I don't think we need to do... You know, we want to go for scandal, don't we, really? But no, I think, but I think, like, so I think it's going to be a good... Look, we should probably discuss this before we uh, <laughs> got on air. Well, this is the first but scandal. I think, we should, I think we should just open random pages All right. and just be like, oh... Oh, there's some like, good ones, good scandals, well, though, sure. we don't want to miss. Okay, go on, get me sleep. So here's the first one. Okay. And I haven't read this, okay, but it was printed on May the 9th, 1991. So okay. It's around steroids. So, I don't know, actually. So, what a grip-off is the uh, headline. Oh, it's not uh, uh, it's tribute shows again, is it? I don't think it is, actually. It's a picture of the Ultimate Warrior. Um, Oil be damned. The Ultimate Warrior, shi- a shining example. Wrestlers slip into farce, is the sub-headline, maybe? Right, so, a vision of untold riches passed through my mind at Wembley last week. If only I could acquire the Johnson's Baby Lotion concession for the World Wrestling Federation, I could tell NatWest once and for all where to stick their nasty letters. Wembley Arena was awash with it... So with a wash with 91? it. This is 91, May 91, yeah. So, oh, oh Wembley Arena. Wembley Arena, yeah. Okay. Yeah, here we go. This is a great line. Uh, it, I'll build up to it. Wembley Arena was a wash with it as the WF UK rampage came to a grunt and groan laden climax. Here's the line The Ultimate Warrior glistened like a freshly lubricated condom. <laughs> <laughs> what newspaper is this from? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Daily Star. Uh, no, no wonder he never loses. Nobody can get hold of him. Okay, so. Uh, Tickets at £20, six quid for a programme, and £11 pound for six a crummy... Six for a programme yeah. in 1991. But it gets worse. Uh, but I'd, I'd love it with these prices. And £11 for a crummy souvenir tank top added up to the cynical merchandising mugging for the public. That's a bargain, isn't it? Yeah. Quid for it. <laughs> yeah. We kill for that now. We'll have to take that to Martin Goldsmith. He's responsible for their, these it. prices. That's a good point. Mugging yeah. the public. Yeah. Not that the audience seemed to mind. The queues to buy were never-ending. So this is what I don't get, right? So, so many people, like, so I don't understand how people can moan about the price of something. But it's like, not that the people seem to mind. So what's your problem? Right, exactly. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. It's like a customer's so, right to spend their money on whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, and also, yeah, it's almost like you can't moan at someone, at something being popular. Um, also, uh, 
Martin, he, he did say in the interview, who's obviously anyone who's not listened to it, go back and listen to it. Um, the first part specifically of our Martin Goldsmith interview, who's a man responsible for event merchandising, doing the merchandise at the WWF events in the early 90s to early 2000s. Um, and uh, he said that they'd never seen anything like it in the merchandising business because he does all kinds of plethora of concerts, etc. And he said that wrestling fans would just buy anything. And he said very uh, the only genre similar to that was rock and roll in terms of you know just oh they have to, to buy something yeah just have to said. own something yeah yeah okay. so, that, so that then gives you the freedom to then stick the logo on whatever like Revolution Pro Wrestling for example you can purchase Revolution Pro Wrestling mobile phone chargers so right I forgot about those shoprevpro.com um, okay so so just to round off this I so I say I'm essentially sensing he didn't particularly enjoy it and it was very expensive but he appreciates other people did enjoy we'll it have a look well I don't really have time to read the whole thing do I, I just but see this but I kind of feel I want to, want to round it up with this. Just in case WWF or Sky, as in Sky TV, are running out of sick ideas for bouts, here are a few of my own. One, leper wrestling, where the, sh- where the shouts of tear his leg off could be taken literally. San Quentin death row fights, where the winner gets his sentence commuted to life and the loser is electrocuted in the ring. And then number three, Obviously please. Obviously didn't watch a Chamber of Horrors match. No. Oh, that was before that. Oh, yeah. so that's maybe where they got the idea yeah, from. Yeah, maybe. Uh, number three, keep in mind, I didn't write this, guys. I'm just reading it because it's fun. Gay wrestling, where the contestants would take more notice of the crowd shouting, he's behind you. Wow. Mm. So that shows you how unwoke they were in 1991. Yeah. Uh, and it's by a man with a certain, I think it's Stirrup, S-T. Let's, let's find him, right? Let's, what's his name? Let's it just says Stirrup. Switch off with Stirrup. Ah. Oh. We've got a picture. <laughs> oh, he's probably not with us anymore. He's an yeah. old man. Um, I was going to say, like, we could... We doesn't could, matter anymore. We could we could hunt him down. Yeah. We could find him, right? And we could... Uh, Persecute him you know, for... So where it, for things he said in a time of... What are we talking, 30 years now? Yeah. Approaching 28 years. Who cares what the public's thought process was at the time? Mm-hmm. Because let's get him now. Yeah. All right? So let's hope he's not Prime Minister or anything. No. Because if, <laughs> if he was, we'd knock him off his perch. But that's insane, isn't it? But that's an example... Of and I'm I'm admiring Ultimate Warrior's perm here. It's quite fantastic. <laughs> um, that's an example of uh, someone you know, like I mentioned to earlier about you know, if you go into something with a closed mind, you're never going to get you're a positive never result. Like it, yep. So um, so yeah, and that's what it's my turn to do. One, <laughs> <laughs> he's reaching out and grabbing. Give it, give it back. Like, Come on, let me. It's do mine. We do. We take, it, t- we'll take it in turns. Um, so uh, so yeah, but that's. That's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And that's a, and, but that's the type of uh, mentality of uh, many people that we have to fight against as wrestling. And uh, and to be fair, WWE's opened up the acceptance to professional wrestling as well. Uh, like to me, I think the biggest example of that is WrestleMania has become a pop culture event. You know, where WrestleMania's cool. Wrestling's crap, but WrestleMania's cool. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? Yeah. So WrestleMania has become like a this pop culture event, which is f- it's fine for you to watch with your mates. Like even like people I know that don't even watch wrestling, they'll, s- they'll stay up and watch WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. So WWE are testing everyone's patience on that one, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's that kind of Super Bowl kind of event where you don't watch American football. I don't watch American football. No. Don't but watch you, a Super you'll Bowl. Get the either, but, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah. You know, there's loads of people that walk about pretending to right. to know about football for that that one day. So, um, WWE's done a superb job at that. Um, so, I've opened. Do we just do a random page, or do you want have a little f- flick through? Can I have a little flick through? Yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want you getting angry. But I think I th- I think for fun we should hit hit some of the scandals. Okay, let's we'll find a scandal. We'll find a scandal. There's a great one of Hulk. Which we will get to if it's not the one you choose. 
like this is just fantastic just looking at the just the pictures as well and do you know what um oh here we go oh so this is a front page news is it really a front page yeah. let's have a look friday march oh, 13th 1992 um oh yeah oh so, god um what i'll say is it's, it's great having uh being able to look my goodness <laughs> right okay so it's great oh. be what no we're back on okay talk hi yeah i can hear you okay so it's great being able to look at this and and what's scary is i have a familiarity about many of the pictures i now am, i can't hear you through the microphone okay well it's fine i'm Are you sure okay. i'm on okay um so i have a familiarity about a number of the pictures i see and um and it's because i've seen these articles as a child right but like i can i know i have my own scrapbook and which i'll try and find right but a number of these articles I probably just saw once, but I was so yes. fascinated by wrestling that I kind of, I've looked at them so many times. Do you know, well, I, I saw it once, but it was in the paper. I must have looked at the pictures like a hundred times. Right. And now it's kind of almost ingrained in a subconscious in my memories. It's just a nice feeling of familiarity when I see Right, it takes you back, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Anyway, th and again, like, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because, like, people won't get that benefit. Do you know what I mean? In, like the people who are living through this now, and it, it, I, I know I'm not knocking the current product, um, aside from it being unwatchable on a Monday night. <laughs> but like, um, but the people now won't get that benefit of that warm, friendly feeling. Do you know what I mean? But I know a lot of it's because it's a different world we live in, and WWF isn't front page news anymore. But you know, like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, like characters like that, British Bulldog, were household names over here. Yeah. So, it's, uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just looking back with a smile. That's nice. Anyway, someone who's not looking back on a smile on March 13th, Friday the 13th, nonetheless. Oh, not a good day for the Hulkster. No, not at all. Um, so, this is by Alan Hall, who was uh, living in New York at the time. Front page news of whatever paper this may be. I think it like, looks like the sun to me. Okay, and this is a news agent right here. Yeah. So he, he knows. Drug shame of Hulk. Rings Mr. Clean snorted cocaine. Shocking. Do you know what's interesting about that as well? Because <laughs> that's probably to the shock of no one. <laughs> in the, like within, the, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? But like wrestling was so close guarded then mm. that like, you know, Twitter was around then. These old guys would all be screwed, wouldn't they? They'd be <laughs> finished, wouldn't they? Hulk would be finished. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, millionaire wrestling star Hulk Hogan was branded a drug addict and a fraud yesterday. A drug addict. It's strong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you couldn't get away with stuff like that now. That'd be you'd be suing all over that stuff, wouldn't he? That's the point, yeah. And this is what this is what got me go, wow, uh, forget about the drug shame. Hogan, thirty eight. But the fact he's thirty eight is thirty eight years old in nineteen ninety two, that blows my mind. What you think he's young or old? Well old. Like well, I'm thirty I'm thirty five this year, so Yes, but what I'm saying is Hulk Hogan was an enduring character who was a uh, he's still around like do you know oh what I mean? okay so like, yeah 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 so okay. what I'm saying is Hulk Hogan at 38 years old like many people would be like oh he's done like just for example like how old's John Cena now is he the early how, 40s how old's AJ Styles now early 40s right so yeah. older than Hulk Hogan was here yeah right? I see yeah, yeah and they're saying that Hulk Hogan was done here and Hulk Hogan went on to you know spearhead another 20 years yeah, yeah. And, and what about like you know like um, 90 
what was it, 96, 97, you know, spearheaded the biggest competition that WWE's ever had, was the biggest star in the business again. Like, who would have, do you know what I mean? Who would have predicted that? Like, yeah. you know, um, and, and especially coming, you think at 38 years old, getting front page news saying you're a drug addict, etc., when you make a living off of being a, a clean-cut character, that could be the end of your career, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it ruined, like, Richard Bacon's career. Do you remember he got busted for... He was a blue. He was good. Yeah, blue Peter. But blue then he went, on Bre- he went on Big Breakfast after that, though. Did he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. He th- th- you know, there's a funny thing about Richard Bacon. Um, he used to do a thing on. So Johnny Vaughan, when Big Breakfast finished, he did a show on BBC. It was either BBC Two, I think, or BBC Three. I don't know, but it was like an edgy show, um, where Richard Bacon would do the outside broadcast because he used to do the outside broadcast for Johnny Vaughan and Denise Van Outen on Big Breakfast, right? But he'd go into a supermarket and he would literally eat. All the food, like you do, yeah. <laughs> like you know, I pay like, for it. Oh yeah. So he would go, he'd go around the supermarket, and he's like, oh, I've had. So like he'd obviously had the secret camera and whatever, and he had a viewer piece so Johnny Vaughan would be telling him what to do and stuff. But like he'd be like, oh, I quite fancy some milk, and he'd just open some milk and take a swig from the milk, and then open up a bag of crisps and start eating the crisps, and just like randomly eat stuff until he stops by security. Right. And it was hilarious. Okay. It was hilarious. That's what I do on a Saturday and, morning. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're well known by the local Tesco's, but anyway. I digress. Um, so, and I think, that, do you think the main, the main problems with Hogan doing all this stuff? Because when they busted Hogan, they probably busted many other people. But um, the main problem with Hogan is that clean image he preached, right? Yeah, they take your vitamins and say your prayers and, yeah. Um, yeah, it's in, it says here he's, he's famous for his clean living image and tells thousands of child fans to steer clear of drug abuse. But rival grunt and grown champs Wow. Rival grunt and grown champs claim he regularly snorted cocaine and takes steroids to boost his 20 stone bulk. Wrestler Billy Superstar Graham said in New York, in New York, Hogan is a liar to the children because all the time he was saying, I'm not doing steroids. I think that that was the most disgusting thing you could do in this country with a drug situation the way it is. So Billy Graham, he... Uh, he put a, put a knife in the back. Yeah. A former friend, private detective, Dave Schultz of Pensacola, Florida, said, Dr. D. said uh, I let him stay at my house and he gave me steroids. That's all he was up to. <laughs> <laughs> Come downstairs. And uh, yeah, so he gave me steroids. He also sold steroids to other wrestlers. I personally gave him shots hundreds of times. Not a few times, hundreds of times. Barry Orton. I wonder if that's a relation yeah, to... Yeah, it's Randy Orton's uncle, yeah. Oh, is it really? It's Bob Orton's brother, yeah. Okay. Barry O, he wrestled as... Yeah, he wrestled at Barry O, next yeah. line. He once asked me, can you get some Coke? He was talking about Coca-Cola, Barry. Yeah. Jeez. Just a misunderstanding. Do you know what, And, like, what I think the worst thing about this is... So it's a complete stitch-up, right? This is just being horrible about Hulk Hogan. Then right towards the end, it goes... Hogan visits up to 20 seriously ill children in hospital every week who've asked to meet him as a dying wish. He is also the centre of a merchandise empire of more than 300 products and grossed over £1 billion last year. But, like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that, like, you know, you've done this, the public have manufactured this story, and, like, yes, he did stuff, right, but, like, the public have made, the, the papers have made this story to defame his character, and then, right at the end, it says, like, oh, he visits 20 seriously ill children a, a week. A week! Yeah. Who are dying and, and wanted that as their last wish. 
That just, just breaks your heart, that, doesn't it? Do you know it? what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that for everyone. So, you know, I'm not saying we should play a blind eye, but, you know. Uh, like sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Man can have a private life. Exactly. And I think well, that's a that's another argument, isn't it? I'm going to hand a, a scrapbook back over to you, you. To, to take a <laughs> turn. I won't make that mistake um, of giving it to you. <laughs> wow. Okay, so. There's lots of fun um, adverts in here. This is, I actually went to this show, London Earls Court, Wednesday the 4th of August. What year was that? Uh, 93, Hulkamania. Do you think that was the one that I couldn't go to? Mm, you've got the ticket somewhere, haven't you? So, Hacksaw, Jim, Yokozuna, Tatonka, Brutus, the Head Shrinkers, Bam Bam Crush and the Steiner Brothers. Did I ever put the picture up or did you put the picture up? I think you sent it to me, so I might still have it actually. But I'm sure you've you've told the story before. Um Brothers, drug, death, changes, Hulk. Hulk Hogan turned to God after his brother died of a cocaine and heroin overdose. Is that true? I don't know. The headline is Brawn Again Christian. So that was Friday, December 20th, 1991. So it was about <laughs> 12 weeks before <laughs> the sun, with the same paper, uh, blasted Hulk for doing cocaine. Um, all right, here we go. This will be controversial. Gay grapple chiefs get hold on stars. Wrestlers blackmailed for sex. So that was in the Sun, Saturday, March the fourteenth, nineteen ninety-two. Is it Mel Stewart? No, Mel Stewart's a British wrestler. Who's a Mel Phillips? Mel, Mel Phillips. Phillips. Okay, wrestling fans were floored for a second time yesterday over claims that some of their grunt and go- groan hit. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this. Right, wrestling fans were floored for a second time yesterday. Floored, shocked, amazed, disgusted, essentially over claims that some of their grunt and groan heroes are gay. Was that it? <laughs> That's the story. Some promote, so it does get a bit sordid here, but like, what a, what a catching, like, it's not the headline, but opening and line. Do you know what's amazing? Because this is all within our lifetime, how people's uh, views and mentalities have changed. You know? Yeah. And like, I'm not like, I'm not standing here being like a, uh, I don't know. Like, I think that the, the world is obviously a lot nicer place now than it was then. And I think that a period of reflection is often, I, I required for some people who take things too far do you know what i mean like in terms of you know being like you know don't assume my gender or don't assume my sexuality or whatever have you do you know what i mean i think that you know really if we do take a look back with reflective glasses on over the last 30 years the world's come along a very long way hasn't it? you know um so uh yeah Okay, so so just to put this into sort of uh, a timeline, on Friday, March thirteenth, was drug shame of Hulk. On Saturday, March the fourteenth, the very next day. So, so no wonder Hogan quit three weeks later. He was getting and absolutely do you, know I, do you know what I'm feeling? So like this is, uh, it's almost like that sold a lot of papers. Oh, Hulk Hogan on the front page. Uh, ah, yeah, right. Let's keep battering that wrestling because yeah. I said time and time again. So I remember. So, and I, I'm probably on record of saying this at some point in the like in the FWA days. I remember saying, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to incriminate anyone at all. But I remember saying that if if the newspapers, because I remember like the the newspapers used to make a fuss about if a footballer went out and got drunk, right? And I was like, if the newspapers knew about the party lives that wrestlers lead. Uh, and again, it's completely changed now. <laughs> and this is low-level like skinny wrestlers as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly, right. If they knew about that, then they'd make wrestling front-page news. They'd make wrestling a big mainstream sport because it's easy to get scandal and easy to get... Do you know what I mean? Easy to get that Yeah. 
that stuff that which sells the papers and like and obviously you quite quite here like i bet you if they had sold half the amount of papers they did the day before for the hogan story that wouldn't even pay story be in the paper do you know no. what i mean it's like let's batter wrestling you know um okay so uh grunt and groan heroes are gay some promoters were accused of getting their evil grip on handsome young hopefuls who were blackma- blackmailed in submitting to gay affairs, US TV viewers were told. Um, the tables of shower room sex and bouts in the bedroom came the day after it was claimed that top star Hulk Hogan was a coke snort and used illegal steroids. Billy Jack Haynes, one of the wrestlers who's exposed Hogan, accused promoters of World Wrestling Federation, which runs the sport in the States. He said, put it this way, if you, drop your show p- if you dropped your soap in the shower... You would be wise to look both ways before you bent over to pick it up. Wow, that's a pretty serious allegation, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, many of these promoters are sleazy queens in in heat. <laughs> Might mean on heat, maybe, I don't know. Is that a cat term? It's a, yeah, like in when a yeah. animal's uh, yeah. up for shagging. If you come out of the shower, their eyes burn through your private parts. They are <laughs> groaning and licking their <laughs> lips. <laughs> it's almost unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they are groaning and licking their lips with goofy looks on their faces. They make me puke. They prey on the dreams of young men as they lust after their muscles. Okay, so um, me and you are both very sort of prominent um, uh, internet uh, readers. Do you know what I mean? Like we've we've read all the all the rumours and all the stories, and um, so this is essentially probably where a lot of it started. I think uh, was from from in, you know I don't know if it happened or not, but. Who knows? But nevertheless, Billy Jack Haynes, I don't think has the best reputation. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, bitter. Yeah gruntled like ex-employee <coughs> says yeah. horrible things about company yeah but oh. who know, like who knows but you know like it 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 does it all strikes me as a bit of a shock advertise like you know they're, they're selling their sh- selling yeah the they're shock. selling their stories aren't they after their sort and like the crazy thing as well to put also put into context right so in those days and again i'm not i don't want to um you know talk to people like they're idiots who are listening but like to put it into context, like there were only three TV channels or four TV channels at this time, like really in the in the world, and uh, obviously there was Sky, which was a new thing. But Sky had hardly any channels. It wasn't Sky with like it was the Sky Channel to start with, and wasn't it? And it wasn't Sky with hundred like so Sky the the um, you know the the wrestling was on Sky Movies, right? Um, and uh, so there was no Sky Sports, you know. Um, so there was a very limited amount of entertainment very limited amount of distractions newspapers there was no obviously internet to go to to get news newspapers were the main source of of any kind of news right so as a result something like this was a huge huge and it was true huge deal it was it was accepted as being uh, yeah, honest there was no yeah it was never any question in it because no. there was never and there was never a open forum for someone to come back and say well this isn't true it's just what's printed is what goes um, so yeah. So so what? One one final paragraph. WWF boss Vince McMahon dismissed the allegations as scuttlebutt. He added, <laughs> "There may well have been some horseplay, but nothing illegal or immoral." Orton said, "If this is horseplay, I'd hate to be a stable maid." That's the end of the article. Can I have a go? Yep. I'm going to try and find something a bit more light-hearted. Yeah, maybe we should go find a bit funny now. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. News is uh, is often going to be bad. Oh. Some things never change, do they? <laughs> um, wrestling fans rage at bungalow over seats. Okay. So this is from SummerSlam. Yes. 
all, Monday for August 31st, 1992. Wrestling fans grappled August 31st. This came out. That's the same day as that New Japan show at the Copper Box. That's oh, really? Isn't it? Wrestling fans grappled. So that'll uh, be a couple of days after SummerSlam, obviously. Yeah. yeah. They grappled with stadium staff. I like the way newspapers are very good at using, so like a, you know, because wrestling is grappling. The wrestling fans grappled with yeah, yeah, stadium yeah. I can't staff. think of what it's called, but yeah, it's a, um, it's a terminology isn't in writing. Yeah. After a massive ticket bungle at, at the weekend, hundreds of spectators who paid twenty-five pounds for ringside seats. Again, that'd be a steal now, wouldn't it? Yeah. But again, it shows you the value of the pound's gone down, down, down. So, you know, like, I, there'd probably be a time when like a hundred pounds would be like a tenner. You know what I mean? God, like in the not that, yeah. too distant future. But theoretically, the way money works, the way currency works, we should all be earning more. So it should all be relative. It won't be, but yeah, you know. But that's gonna be a thing. So they paid twenty-five pounds to ringside seats. They found themselves pushed to the back of eighty thousand crowds, while people who had paid just twelve pound fifty got ringside seats. You think like on your seat though, it'd say like row A, seat one. Yeah. And, like when you got a ticket and it says like row X. Do you know what I mean? You think you'd be like, oh, that doesn't sound like it's near the front. Yeah, it's almost like someone is like, obviously it's in sections, and I'm sure there was a row A, B for tiered seating and row A. Do you know what I mean? It's not like the back seat of Wembley is going to be row Z, 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 is it? Do you know what I mean? It's like this section here is section one, row A. This section down here is also section one, row A, but you're in gate one. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh, obviously, um wrote a Harvey Goldsmith oh. was unavailable for comment. Oh. <laughs> we'll get Martin on the phone and we'll say, would you like to comment on behalf of your brother? Yeah. So this this is really, this is a non-story. There's nothing really to it. Yeah. But again, shows you the level that wrestling was in that time. Because mm. obviously, you know, to get a, you know, ticket confusion at show, who cares? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not really right, news, right. but like, you know, wrestling at that time. And how accurate how you, you know, like uh, the system's obviously much better now. Uh, did did SummerSlam or did Harvey Goldsmith? Did you put out a seating plan? Because <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't, you didn't buy them on the website. You bought most of it over the phone, didn't you? Yeah, so you're like, right. Well, well, madam, you've ordered row A, seat one. Oh, wow, that means I'm front row. Yeah, yeah. But no, sorry, you come through gate forty nine, which is up <laughs> yeah. in the tee. But you don't, yeah. you don't know that till you. Yeah, row A of the forty ninth. Well, it's almost like you're ignoring that, that they've yeah. said gate 49. Yeah, right. Yeah, but oh, row A, seat one, we're front row. Yeah. Um, In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. My mum probably, you know, she'd call up the BIC and that. She's, and a, she's the one who uh, got it in the paper. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, now, we have wicked seats for SummerSlam, right by oh, the entrance. I bet you yeah. did. I reckon... And I bet you only paid £12.50 for those seats. Oh, I can't remember, actually, but I, I can imagine if... Uh, I can imagine if... Um, if we had the technology... To zoom in on, you know, like the, you know, like they spotted Edge in the crowd and Mick Fire. I yeah. bet you could probably find me in that. Uh, this is really, really minor, but I'm not talking about. So there's one article here from the day of SummerSlam, Bulldog's greatest battle. So uh, Brit wrestler's title bid could cripple him for life. But obviously, it's got the other side of the newspaper. Look, it's a picture of Ted Turner there. Oh wow! Yeah, that's <laughs> completely unrelated. Yeah. But but can yeah. I? Can you read that story? What about um, Bulldog? If he wrestles, it could cripple him for life. Okay, yeah, all right. I will get that one up. I found the one I really want to talk about, but I'll That's save too that late. one. You've, uh, you've got okay. this one. Bulldog's greatest battle. Brit wrestler's title bid could cripple him for life. Okay, British Bulldog David Boy Smith is facing one hell of a fight tonight. One that could, could cri one that could cripple him and destroy his career. 
oh, okay, it's, it's actually a re- sort of a real thing. He suffers, suffered a devastating knee injury six weeks ago, and doctors have warned him that if he ever steps in the ring too quickly, he could damage his left leg forever, ending his days at one of the kings of the ring. But Brave Bulldog, 28, told the Sun last night, I'll be there. I'll fight whatever happens. I won't let my British fans down. And then, there's a competition at the bottom, right? You can grab winning cape. What a caper. Here's your chance to look as tough as Bulldog. We are offering WF fans a chance to win the great Grapple Stars fantastic cape. All you have to do is answer the following question. Where was British Bulldog born? Ring us on this number. Right, where's my phone? So, uh, that that cape is probably somewhere on eBay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, he did have a knee injury, didn't he? I don't remember. Yeah, well, it's in Bret Hart's book. I remember Bret saying that he wasn't in shape for the, like... Because he was out injured. Because he was out, yeah. Yeah. And Brett put some pretty incriminating stuff in his book, didn't yeah, he? he did, yeah. But I'm not going to repeat it. Yeah. Doing, being naughty with Jimmy Anvil, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, we don't know if that's accurate. So, it's, it's probably my turn. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, can, can I just do one little tiny uh, one? Kind of cheating. But no, no, no. It's not, it's not actually an article. Okay. Um, it is. Uh, again, it's a, a newspaper clipping, which You're I not embarrassingly can't find. This is where you, you, you should put post it. No, here we go. Now. Screen mirror. Thursday, January the 18th. I want to say I watched this. What are you going on about? The screen mirror is obviously the paper, right? Thursday, January the 18th. Oh, it's something to do with the telly, right? Oh, I understand. So it's a it's a supplement from inside the paper called Screen. Yes. Thursday, January the 18th. So this was on at 10 o'clock. I want to say probably 1993. Although it's surrounded with... No, it isn't. No, 1993. Okay. The title, make uh, Pro Wrestling Ring Warriors, is what the program is called. Okay. The title makes it sound like Gladiators. Sometimes he even looks a bit like the gladiators. But these chaps are deadly serious athletes. If you don't believe it, try arguing with the likes of Hulk Hogan from America and Kijimuto and Jushin Thunder Liger of Japan. Here, they confront each other in front of 60,000 spectators. And then the Video Plus uh, numbers are there as well, in case you want to set your VCR. But I remember watching that, expecting to see WWF, but obviously it wasn't... What was it? I think it was New Japan. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I think it was, it was like... Hogan versus Muto, wasn't it? Was a big. Um, can I see that picture, please? It's not a picture. It's just a. Oh, it's literally someone's just literally. Been he's like, just cut out what oh, was on the telly. It's got the words. Got yeah. the word wrestling on it. Let's get that in the book. Did you have a telly plus where you could just enter in? Video plus, yeah. Video plus. I did later. Not. Oh, a, I never had one. Not in the nineties. But that's uh, that's remarkable. Nothing more heartbreaking than realise you haven't recorded it or your dad's well, changed the channel or whatever. Well, that was hard, wasn't it? Because yeah. you have to. Because you have to. You'd have to set the... So you'd have a, a video channel. Yep. So mine was channel 7. So put it on channel 7. Yep. And then you'd have to have your VCR. You get your VCR on and then you set your VCR to the channel you want. Yes. And then you'll... Uh, you recorded what? Record it was obviously just on, on, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like you set the timer. Everyone always used to have problems with a VCR timer. <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird though, isn't it? Because like yeah. all you were doing was putting... Start time, finish time. Yeah, yeah. Channel. So my... Vi- it's the thing I'd forget to do is the channel, is what I'd Yeah, forget. so like you... you but look, you could just press record. If you just press record, it would record whatever it was on. Yes. Or you could press a channel and it would turn to that channel. Yeah. But like the channel wasn't... So channel one wouldn't be channel one on the... On mine anyway. Like, so for example, channel one might be channel 13. Like, it's just the way it was tuned in. The yeah, VCR yeah. tuned in or whatever. Oh, I understand. Um, yeah. What on earth is this? Earthquake, great figure. I think this is just an article. This is a hotline or something, isn't it? I think this is an article about 
That's weird. It's just got best of the rest. And it's got an, a picture of the earthquake action figure. Hasbro. Hasbro. It says earthquake, great figure, right? But it's got no mention of earthquake at all on the page. Oh, okay, but it's not an article? Or? Well, it's an article. It says Sergeant Slaughter, the patriotic American. A team of Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan are dedicated to the Stars and Stripes. Sergeant Slaughter, a former military drill instructor, has won several med- medals for outstanding bravery. He has even pledged to die for the honour of his beloved US of A. Undertaker. He comes appropriately from Death Valley, Nevada. And so on and so forth. He's got Sergeant Slaughter, Undertaker, Randy Savage and Jake Roberts. That does not count as my turn. Oh, I like this one. Okay. Daily Mirror, Thursday, April 16th, 1992. This is all all right around the time I was becoming a fan. And what's interesting as well is there's not many articles after. So you always say about um, how uh, wrestling was huge leading up to SummerSlam. Yep. SummerSlam happened. You went back to school. I hate WWF. Rubbish. Yep. And but to me it seems that wrestling's all in the papers during this time, and then they cut off coverage. Yeah, I don't know how accurate that may be, but maybe it is. Yeah, and maybe they're like, we've done the big event now. Do you know what I mean? What's what's the next fad? Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, like yeah, it's like the peak Pogs, is uh, Pogs came and went as we discussed. Yep. Um, but ninety three was Power Rangers. Yeah. So WF was ninety two. WF but like, was Power but Rangers. But the thing with WWF. I think, which is makes it more appealing than Power Rangers. I remember Rhonda, I told you when Rhonda was like, oh, I've recorded something that you might like. And she recorded an episode of the Power Rangers before the Royal Rumble 94. And then, like, it got to the uh, the end of the match. It was like, the winner is... Because it was like, Bret Hart, Lex Luger. And then, obviously, the winner was a draw. And it literally got to the final, like, the winner is a draw. And it, it said, the winner is... No, it just went... Oh, rewound the beginning of a tape because she's added an episode of Power Rangers right. at the start oh, of the bloody, bloody tape. Woman. Bloody Ronda. <laughs> anyway, heartthrob from hell. He's mean, mouthy, and the girls love him in pink. I know this who you're by, talking this about. This is by Stuart real. Dickinson. When Brit Himan Hart isn't pounding his opponents with his six foot tall, 17 stone, bone crushing frame, he's flooring the ladies with his brutal good looks. He certainly was, if you've read his book. He had a great time, didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Women find him a total knockout in those pink tights, black leather jacket, and sexy shades. (laughs) What even is this article? This guy likes Brett. That's nice. <laughs> when we meet wrestling's number one uh, pin-up... Oh, sorry. When... Oh, see? This is interesting because, like, it says, when we meet wrestling's number one pin-up, it should be when when we met wrestling one... Wrestling's oh, right, one okay. Pin-up. That's for the days of pr- not proofreading. What's that? Yeah. Spell check. Um, so he whips up those... those Trademark dark glasses and utters a word that sends terror into his opponent's hearts. The hitman's got you in his sights. He's over here for the World Wrestling Federation's European Rampage Again Tour, which has its final, uh, which has its final at Sheffield Arena on Sunday. The outcome is uncertain. Hitman is the Intercontinental Champion, a title he won back from Roddy Piper in Indian- Indianapolis last week. Uh, but on Monday, he only managed to draw. Oh, wow. On Monday, he only managed to draw against Shawn Michaels, and he faces gruelling bouts on Friday in Birmingham and Saturday in Glasgow. Flicking the hair from his face, Brett's second most popular wrestler in Britain after Hulk Hogan. That's interesting as well. Not British Bulldog? No, and that was April. 
Yeah. Um, announces, last time I was in Britain, I didn't get to many people. Uh, I didn't get to meet too many people. I mean to change all that. But don't worry, the champ's intentions out of the ring are strictly friendly. So, there you go. Do you, know what, read the rest. Do you know what my biggest takeaway from that is? I what? don't think, it, tell me if I've said this already, that leather jacket that Bret Hart wears on that tour, who owns that jacket? You. I do. Have you ever talked about that? No. Have you never mentioned it? You spent a, an absorbent amount Absurd. of money. I could have brought a car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Your wife, your wife found out about it. My you? wife hit the roof. We were we were expecting a baby. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason why I'm telling the story is because I mentioned. <laughs> I did. It's now sitting in my mum's bloody wardrobe. <laughs> Don't know what I'm going to do with it, but yeah, a guy was shifting some of his Bret Hart memorabilia, and I felt that's something I wanted to own. It was the jacket, or is the jacket that Bret Hart wore to the ring at WrestleMania Eight? And the reason why I bring it up specifically is because they mentioned the jacket in that article. But if you go and watch the WF UK Rampage 92 that followed WrestleMania, which they're referring to, Brett is wearing the exact same jacket. So I had a lot of problems trying to meet women in my youth. I should have just worn that jacket. You know, yeah, if I'd have had yeah. that jacket a few yeah. years earlier, I'd have been fine. Hey, look at this. So at the end of this article, it says they ask him what he does outside of the ring. And the heart problem hell will only say that he spends time with his wife. Oh. We watch movies and just relax, he says. That part of my life is strictly private. Did I release my book? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hitman, it's okay. Just curse, that's all. And then, underneath, there's a picture. So I'm going to take a picture of this picture now. Okay. Of a man called Richard K. Glover. Have you ever heard of him? No. Have you? No, I've never heard of him, but he's <laughs> quite the sight. So, and it says Dream Factor. He's a marketing man. Richard K. Glover. Um, so, uh, they know the ropes. And it, it basically just says about the, the World Wrestling Federation being masterminded from a brand new black marble building in Stanford, Connecticut. So it says all about that. Um, and is a staff of more than 200 hustle daily feeding the needs of the WWF machine, explained senior vice executive Richard K. Glover. Not only do we organise our wrestling entertainment, we control every aspect of it. They do, don't they? Yeah. Control it all. Um so uh, we make sure the wrestlers get paid, their images are marketed, bouts are arranged, and every facet of television is used. Everything in the HQ promotes health and bulging muscles. So it's just uh, yeah, a nice thing about um, Richard Glover. He's got his picture in the paper. He's got quite the moustache on him. Look at that moustache. Look at that. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, my dad had a moustache like that. That's not shown. You know, it's a not aged well, has it? So. Okay. Yeah. Right. How many shoes? One more each. Uh. Yeah. Maybe do one more each. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So underneath this, this is not the one I'm going for. I'm the world eater. British bulldog's diet makes him giant of the I ring. remember that when that was in the papers. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. the Sun, Friday, April the seventeenth. It's funny, right? So April the thirteenth and fourteenth, they were absolutely caning Hulk Hogan. On the seventeenth, there was. But that's, the that's the engender of turning British bulldog into the, yeah. <laughs> the big star. Okay. This is the one I'll hit you with because you are very familiar with it. Hawkeye's Rumble Wrestling ripoff. Star was imposter. Wrestling fans who packed a sports hall to watch American superstar Hawk claim the man who took part was an English imposter. 1,000 paid £5 each after seeing an advert direct from the USA, Hawk LOD. They thought this was the hero from the famous duo Hawk and Animal of the Legion of Doom. 
But they say the man in his in the ring was a Brit in his 50s dressed as Hawk. Well, we can't verify if that was true or false, <laughs> but that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Trading standard officers have complained, have launched a probe after complaints. Fight fan Danny Peacock, 18, said the real Hawk is in his mid-30s, early 40s, with his head shaved. This guy was naturally bald and years older. Years older, I was annoyed. I'll keep reading this because it's interesting. Local councillor David Gower, probably not the quicker, um, who went along with his sons, aged 9 and 11. It was David Gower, wasn't it, the quicker? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm a wrestling fan, mate. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, local councillor David Gower, who went along with his sons, aged 9 and 11, said, We heard this guy speaking. He had an English accent. Promoters, Pro League, never heard of them, refused to comment. The World Wrestling Federation confirmed Hawk was in America at the time of the fight in Bebbington in Merseyside. Okay, so that's where the English fight was, Bebbington. Uh, the WF said, this ad was like saying... I bet the WF didn't say this. <laughs> right? The WF said, this ad was like saying Gazzo's playing for a pub. Hawk is starring at Wembley next month for 75,000 people. Sounds like something that Martin Goldsmith might say. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And like he did say all the qu- inquiries came through him, didn't he? So, right. So, yeah. yeah. But that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Yeah, I obviously had my encounter with uh, a fake animal, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Was there a fake hawk as well? Or? No, it was just a fake animal. Okay. Okay. So I thought that was a real good one, actually. That was a good one. Yeah, we're coming through at the end. I think. Uh, yeah. There we go. There's the book back passed to you. Okay. Look after it. Um, what have we got here? Okay. Girl wrestlers in Wembley bash ban. Ooh. And this was from... Oh, it's not got a year. It was Alondra Blaze, the champion. It could be 93. No, 94, right? So it looked possibly 94. Um, Wednesday, September 14th. Possibly 94, because it's above a, a May 94 article. But then it's also... Underneath a 1992 article, but Alundra Blaze about 94. All holds barred. Alundra can't fight. The world's top girl wrestlers have been barred from fighting at a Wembley extravaganza by loony left wingers. Champ Alundra Blaze from America and another female star, Japanese warrior Born Akano, have been told they must not take to the canvas in World Wrestling Federation's bash tonight. Only male champs such as Bret Hitman Hart and The Undertaker will be able to perform in front of a 10,000 capacity crowd uh, by order of Brent Council. A council spokesman said yesterday, this is a statutory stipulation, it's a bylaw. When you book an indoor sports event and you have to get a license, apparently women are not allowed to perform. The ban on female wrestlers was originally enforced by the GLC. We have inherited it. In principle, we have no objections to female wrestlers, but no one has asked us to change the bylaw. The two women have already fought in Birmingham, Humberside and Aberdeen. Angry Alundra, 30, stormed, I just can't believe this. I fought all over the world. A WWF spokesman said, Martin Goldsmith said, this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, but that's... uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Because wrestling, I know it's almost a, a bit of a an urban myth, I guess, that women's wrestling was banned in the in London. But right. obviously it was true. Yeah, so so someone told me this a couple of years ago that uh I I no, I want to say the late eighties, maybe early eighties, Mitzi Muller, I think is her name. Yep. I've met her a couple of times, but I've had to pronounce it. She's Brian Dixon's wife. Anyway, 
she and another female wrestler um, released a song. Let I think it was called Let the Girls Fight in London Town. Oh, really? Something like that, yeah. And you, I, I haven't looked for a while, but I, you could not, I cannot find any footage of this, but I'm sure that it's accurate and true. Let, let the Girls Fight in London Town, but that's because women's wrestling was banned in London. So this obviously adds to that. They obviously yeah. didn't get the ruling. I'm assuming they didn't get the ruling overturned. Yeah, and it's absolutely crazy, isn't it, that like WWF, this worldwide organisation, gets to London. They're like, oh, by the way, the girls can't wrestle. Yeah, but they and can wrestle in Birmingham and yeah. Aberdeen. And it makes you think, like, if they did do it, no one would... No. Care. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Like, very interesting. But again, of course, like, a, um, I know, uh, Pro Wrestling Eve had the first all-female wrestling show in London, like, a few years back. Um, and that's obviously because female wrestling was banned in London. It's interesting that, and it's now such a hub of activity for female wrestling, isn't it? But um, yes. But yeah, in 1994, as recently as like, like you know, like if you said to me like 1990, I'd be like, okay, I can kind of see that. But like 1994 as well, it's quite yeah. It seemed to be the world seems to be catching up. Itself, it feels it? recent, but it wasn't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 25 yeah. years ago. And I wonder who ch- I wonder who it was that challenged that bylaw. Do you think it was WWF or do you think that it was um or do you think that do you know what I mean like well, who challenged that bylaw what to get it to get it changed because they said like we've got no uh, in principle we've got no objection to women fighting. Yes. But you know someone has to challenge the bylaw. So like do you know, I wonder if WWF challenged that bylaw right. or whether a British promoter did Brian Dixon might have done or you know yeah. who like I w- that's what I I kind of who, who overcame who, it. Yeah, okay. Who, who challenged that? Um, so, uh, and that's just uh, again, just uh, um, you know, puts again some context on it. Wrestling is always in entertainment law licenses. Wrestling is always categorised as boxing as well. So, like, is wrestling and boxing essentially the same box you tick? Um, so that's why there's many, s- uh, and some venues are kind of licensed to a higher level than others. But there's many stringent um, things you have to go through in, in especially council-run venues um, because they categorise wrestling and boxing as one and the same thing, even though, obviously, one, you're punching someone in the place as hard as you can, and in the other, you're making it look like you punch pretending to someone. Who, yeah. And, of course, I'm talking about boxing is the latter. I'm <laughs> joking. All you angry boxers get at me. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, yeah very interesting, to say the least. Yeah, and I, th- there's so much in this uh, in this scrapbook. I think we could definitely get an episode two, because there's, there's article yeah. about unless Dynamite Kid. Unless you didn't enjoy it, because... <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't enjoy it, and and I'll I'll try and put some pictures up on my Instagram today as well. Yeah, maybe if you put the pictures up uh, of the um, you know the articles that we've spoken about, that'd yeah. be good. Okay, but there's all there's all kinds of stuff in there. It's really a fascinating uh, read. We've got um, you know, so we have got stuff like when Bulldog was sued over that bar fight. Yes. Um, got uh, Tommy Lee getting pissed off at Shawn Michaels for loving Pamela Anderson. Got Hacksaw Jim Duggan in here. What I always find fascinating as well. So here, it looks like it's just a a big uh, a big advert. But like I always find adverts of these days fascinating. So like there's a wrestling article here, right? But um, inside, so on the back, we've got um, video cameras, which is just fascinating. Looking at what the you know what uh, like home camcorders, video, camcorders like yeah. what they look like. So like you know you're looking at the top one was an eight millimeter camcorder at the time. Um, and that was uh, £699.99 um, plus six months interest-free credit. You cut out this voucher, no problem. Say 50%. No, say £50. Pounds. Not 50%. That would be wishful thinking, wouldn't it? 
But yeah. these cameras are something, aren't they? And uh, and also, what's also very interesting is they've got some alcohol here as well. So well, on one of the, one of the ones, you you don't have to do it anymore. Advertise alcohol, or can you? Uh, I don't know. So you can't al- advertise cigarettes anymore. I think you can advertise alcohol. Okay. Budweiser, eight Budweisers, an eight pack, uh, three hundred and thirty milliliters, five ninety nine. Don't they know if that's cans. good or not. Are they little ones, are they? Well, 330, so oh, it's yeah, a can of coke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little bottles. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's not really that good, is it? I used to get eight bottles of Foster's Ice, bottles, for a fiver. Really? But I used to get pissed up. Yeah. <laughs> 18 years old, going down talk, pre-drinking, eight bottles, five pounds. Oh, oh so just buy a 2.99 or 4 Smirnoff nine ice. Big bottle of Smirnoff Ice, yeah. Red yeah. lid. So like drinking lemonade. It wasn't really. It was disgusting compared to lemonade. But, <laughs> but you fooled yourself. You, could, you convinced yourself. Yeah. Look at this, all this stuff on the telly. So um, I thought that was a picture of Alan from uh, EastEnders. No, it's Justin Pickett. Actually. Okay. Um, so, give me a time. Go on. Go on. So, give me a I time. I want to know what, what was on in London at ten forty p.m. Yeah. Go on. The Good Sex Guide. Really. Yeah, two thirds of two thirds of those questioned in this show survey confessed there were things that they would like to do with their partners, but were too shy to talk about. Margie Clark's not shy, and here she tries to sort out their inhibitions. She finds that one couple who claim to have no hang-ups at all and are willing to explain how they keep their sex life full of fun and love. So, that was on London. The good sex guides. You need so to get some repeats of that. Anyone's, <laughs> if anyone's got um, a YouTube do. link to that, <laughs> then uh, let us know. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, uh, one one final wrap up. I want to thank. I found here a postcard um, of Hulk Hogan. So it's it's got his autograph, but not his autograph. So a print autograph. Dear Hulkamaniac, you'll never know how much I appreciate hearing from you. It's because of you and millions of Hulkamaniacs like you that I've decided to return to the ring. I will strive to be worthy of your support. Once again, thank you, Hulk Hogan. So that was sent from US of A. cost 28 cents. It's a postcard on September 4th, 1990. And thank you, Ian Lawrence, because I'm going to assume Ian Lawrence is... If he's not... He's is probably it, the man who made his, this. Uh, this must be his scrapbook. Must be his scrapbook. And what's interesting as well is that... So that was how WWF built their mailing list, right? Yeah, this was when he got so squashed by Earthquake. Yeah, they encouraged everyone to write in. And they said and you'll get a letter back from Hogan yep. or something. And and you got your letter, and then you also got bombarded by the merchandising catalogues. But how I I I'd I'd have loved that. Well, same here, yeah. Yeah. But it was a clever way to build a database, wasn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm more into. I know we were talking about obviously wrestling, but I'm more into the the TV schedule here. So well, you missed a, it. This is 1993. El Dorado was still running wild. Any, do you remember that? No. Okay. I've known the name. I know the last name. long. You don't say it's the worst soap ever or something, El Dorado. Neighbours was, uh, yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. Neighbours was uh, still going strong. BBC um, played twice a day, um, so it's still played twice a day to this day. But did you tell me the story about this? Yeah, I did, yeah. Go on, tell the... So, I want to say, like, the BBC TV commissioner, his daughter loved these Neighbours, but she was at school. So, they'd play it at half one, because 10 million people watched it then. They're like, oh, we'll play it again at five, so my daughter can watch it when she gets in. That is interesting. So it's along those lines. I don't know if that's a, like a TV myth, but that's the story I've read or heard. Somewhere. Hey, and do you know what's also really interesting as well? So London obviously is ITV. Yes. Um, so what's also really interesting is that I always recall Neighbours and Home and Away s- starting. So I recall watching Home and Away then switching over to Neighbours and there being no crossover. Yeah. But this TV guide suggests otherwise. This TV guide suggests neighbours... Home and Away starts at one fifteen, 
and finishes at 1.45, where Neighbours starts at 1.30. Oh. So, and then in the evening episode, Home and Away started at 5.10 and finished at 5.40, and Neighbours started at 5.35. So you oh, I remember it like that as well. We'd swap from Home and Away to Neighbours. Yeah, I always swapped from Home and Away I to Neighbours. I never liked Home and Away, though. Um, I didn't mind Home and Away, but I always preferred Neighbours, and, and Neighbours stuck with me throughout. Yeah, but my wife um, is like a die-hard uh, Neighbours. My wife watches Neighbours now. But... Again. Lindsay prefers Home and Away over Neighbours. No, She's I, mad. I, can't I always, get over that. I always yeah. questioned her judgment when she decided to marry you. But <laughs> <laughs> Now you know why. Um, home and Away over Neighbours. That is insane. Yeah. What's wrong with that woman? I know. So, thanks for listening, everyone. We, we don't, we're not going anywhere just yet. We've, uh, we give ourselves a little plug. Oh, here's a good one we missed. We won't do it now. Here's a taster for not next week, next time. Telly wrestling stars in 2am hotel knife brawl. Oh, yeah. Arne bonus Anson, points. Oh, I was going to say, bo- bonus oh. points if you could guess who that was uh, was about. But you yeah. obviously just ruined that. Yeah. So now people can just Google about the story and not bother to listen to our oh, podcast. They won't get the Daily Stars coverage of it, though. Um, so anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's slightly different as we we're just looking at a scrapbook, which you can't visually see in front of you. So... I'm not sure how that's going to work in terms of uh, Well, we read them quite nice. We've got both got pretty good so reading voices, haven't we? So yeah, why not? So yeah. um, and for, uh, yeah. So if you'd like to see the full articles, follow me on Instagram, b o y s i m m o n z one nine eight four. Yeah, cool, great. Yeah, <laughs> um, you won't be putting them on your Instagram. I'm afraid, oh, unless you want to buy buy them off of me. Well, I've just taken a picture of um, what was his name? Oh, that chap, lad, the boy. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter, B O Y S I M M O N Z as well. I didn't hit those two thousand, unfortunately. But we are creeping week, up. I know, but we are creeping up. So well, there's some big stuff happening in your life soon, isn't there? So yeah. hopefully that's going to enable you to get those followers. Yeah, you need. That'd are you going to share with us? Are you let everyone know? Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Richard K Glover, big shout out to him if he's still with us. Yep. Um, would like to know what you're doing now, and if you are still with us and you hear this, and someone can get hold of Richard K Glover from the WWF marketing department of 1992. That would make a hell of an interview, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would actually. So, yeah. Uh, Richard K. Glover, if you're listening, mm. let's uh, let's hook up. Um, and uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at aquilden a q u i l d a n. Um, follow the the escapades of Revolution Pro Wrestling at revolutionprowrestling.com. Remember um, about how we've got a wonderful training school, which Dirty Dave told me we don't plug enough. Does like, it? Do you, really said, yeah? do you know one thing about your? And he's a businessman, isn't he, Dirty yeah. Dave? You know one thing about your uh, podcast? You don't plug the school enough. Like, well, we don't talk about you enough, Dave. Is that what it is? <laughs> but we'll give him a big shout out. Big dead shout chuffed. out to Dirty Dave Dennis. Yeah, one of the most dedicated days. 38. Um, 38. And he just yeah. what, he, he's so giving it a go. And, when he, uh, and he's doing pretty well at it, I will say. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, you, if you've got any aspirations for being a pro wrestler, check out the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. If you want to be a referee, I'm coming out of retirement for two special sessions. Yeah, not 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 a show's. Not not a show, no, I'm not. Nah. I could do if I wanted to, though. It's funny, like, I could have refereed of a Tokyo Dome if I wanted to. Yeah. Like, sorry, Chris. Yeah, unlucky, mate. Sorry, Chris. Small problem. Um, maybe you stay at home. Mm. So, uh, no, but I'm joking. But I thought that was funny when some people did speculate that I may well be refereeing of a Tokyo that. Dome. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not going to happen, is it? Um, you see my waistline lately. I don't even think I could squeeze into my uh, referee at- attire. And you're going on holiday tomorrow. You're not prepared. Yeah, not prepared. Not yeah. prepared. But up here, I'm still sharp. I'm pointing to my head. Yep. 
Um, and obviously, I'll be sharing some some big time knowledge in the referee training course. So the, the January one sold out, um, which is next a week on Friday. But we on the twenty second of February, we're doing another one. Um, there's still a few places left, but very limited. Um, so if you're interested, then info at revolutionprowrestling.com. Um, you'll learn everything you need to be a referee. And I say you'll learn everything you need. You, it's, it's a whistle-stop tour. You're not going to do it and then be like, I'm a qualified referee. But you do it and you'll be more qualified than probably 90% of officials in the UK. Yeah. You know, so you can think like, you know, you think of like um, like Chris Roberts, Tom Scarborough. Toby Stevens. Shea Purser. You know, guys who kind of have refereed and know. But Joel Allen, you know know their way around a, a wrestling ring but then like you mentioned uh, all the main ones then yeah yeah um so uh you know there's there's very there's only there's very few who you know are actually trained to referee and we say time and time again anyone can put on a referee shirt and referee and we're guilty of that ourselves on some of the the trainee shows we run right we just kind of give it to a trainee and we just assume because they because we know how to referee yeah and also know. but also because they because they know how wrestling works per se because they're part of our our training school, we just assume they, you know, they'll be fine doing it. But like, you know, there's no substitute for a real good referee. A good referee can make a good match great, and a bad referee can make a good match bad. Yes. So, um, so if if you have any aspirations of getting into the business, but not from a wrestling perspective, um, and even if you're, uh, I I recommend as well, like young wrestlers, um, come and give it a go as well because it's great to understand all the different skill sets required to be a part of a business and also you never know when you may be asked to do it um and uh, so to me like you just got to be as multi-skilled as possible try as many things try as many different things and skills as possible so yeah info at revolutionprowrestling.com if you want to um inquire about booking a spot on that that, that day in february the 22nd so yeah cool yeah. Anything else? Uh, have you got anything else? Mm. Uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling's in Bristol next Saturday. Mount Batten Centre. Sorry, Mount Batten Centre next Saturday. Bristol in Portsmouth. In Portsmouth. Portsmouth. And Johnny Storm, Jody um, Flash, and Bristol next Sunday. Yeah. So RevolutionProWrestling.com for tickets. Um, yeah, that do. Talk to you next week. It could be a bit late next week with Cause the episode because I'm going on holiday. Yeah. So. Um, won't be there Wednesday, but by Thursday night we have the. No, I'm going to get back? back on Thursdays. So oh, okay. So you come straight to the office, get back to work. I just want to let everyone listening know, though, that there is someone staying in my house. If anyone's thinking about robbing it, is there really? Yeah. Okay. With Simba. Oh, of course. Yeah. So okay. yeah, we have someone come and, like, so rather than take Simba out the house. Yeah. Simba stays in the house, and we have someone come and dog sit him in the house. Lovely. Basically, just house sit. And Simba loves it. In case you know where Andy lives. Yeah. Don't even think <laughs> about it. Cool. All right. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I once did get a, a death threat, though. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure it was Matt Jarrett, but can't confirm nor deny. Mm, yeah, it was all of the time. It was all a bit yeah. convenient. Yeah. But, like, even when you think you know who it is, it's still just not nice, is it? No, it's not at all. Yeah. Because, and it could have been anyone, but it was Especially when you've nice. got kids. Yeah. Yeah, because I had one, didn't I, at that time? Yeah, and you I was, did, yeah. And I knew who it was. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying I... I'm going to travel halfway across the world to deal with it, but it does put you on edge, even when you kind of think, oh, sod off, do you know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. So it's not nice. There you go. Sacrifices we make for our profession, eh? That's it. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Over and out. Speak to you in a while. Bye. <laughs>